Money Radio, discussing the business of making and spending money. Good day to all of you out there following us on Leadership Podcast. You're welcome to another edition of Money Radio. And this this is the tourism segment of Money Radio. You're welcome. We are discussing an interesting issue today, and um, it is on education tourism, especially inbound education tourism. Yes, people come to Nigeria for education tourism, and uh, what are they getting? What is the country gaining? What is the country losing from the numbers? So, my name is Case Hammond. I'm your host, and uh, on my right to discuss the issue is Isaac Aymori. He's an able person. Uh, on the left of uh, me is also, yeah, welcome. Uh, Jerry Emanson. Jerry, welcome. He's also an able person. So, you are in good hands to discuss the issue. So, we're talking about education tourism. What is education tourism, first of all? Yes, um, those travels that we undertake those trips that we make, you know, to acquire knowledge, okay, and um, but strictly, um, you know, you acquire this knowledge with some level of excitement, okay. I have a loosely now we can say, okay, it encompasses, you know, going to do, uh, study a course like medicine, okay? engineering abroad, okay. Um, that is know, loosely. Yes. All right. Yes, but strictly, you know, education tourism, educational tourism uh, would mean those trips we make to galleries, okay, to museums, uh, those exchange programs, you know, that we do to learn about the cultures of other people, okay, and enrich our knowledge bank, you know, of how life is, you know, uh, on the other side of the world. You make an important point there. Uh, exchanges i've yeah. hardly heard about uh, student exchanges in uh, recent years what's going on yeah, well, it's, it's, it's still happening <laughs> okay yeah, perhaps, right. perhaps we are not seeing more people coming to Nigeria. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, so jerry um he talked about loose i'm talking about he's talking about loose uh, the, the loose definition of education tourism whereas you have people coming to learn uh, in uh, Nigeria's, especially tertiary institutions. Yeah, so let's, let's, let's uh, uh, encompass it. We had exchanges in the past where secondary school students would go to other countries and uh, we had those, had those exchanges. And now people come, of course, to Nigeria for their tertiary education. But we see the numbers going down. Uh, recently, uh, President uh, Professor Atahiri Jega, uh, the former INEC chairman Atahiri Jega, uh, he was the head of a commission and uh, they released a report which said that out of Nigeria's 1,192,795 students, you have only 1,856 foreign students which made it actually low, I'm talking about low index on international internationalization. What is going on? Well, um, a lot, a lot, uh, not, I 
has been going on in the in our educational uh, sector, particularly. Um, because if you look at uh, <clears throat> if you look at uh, the system today, over time um, we have cases of uh, strikes, and even with the number of uh, these institutions please there's a recent uh, recently uh, some uh, some of these institutions were commissioned you know like uh, I don't know the exact figure but recently you know we have enough institutions you know to, to cater for education but government is not doing enough enough to fund to, to fund them equip them you know, to attract people and 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 the private private uh, private uh, ones are not reachable for the for the less privileged so a, a lot is happening and i think the government needs to you know do focus prioritize education you know, for for teaming youth to, to gain knowledge and you know be ready for employment when you, you, you Isaac, he talked. He talked about uh, government. Who should take the, the lead in this case? Because not only do we have uh, there are 194 tertiary institutions in Nigeria, and counting. Not only do we have uh, government, uh, federal government institutions and uh, state government institutions, which are public institutions. There are private institutions, and that number is growing. The number of private institutions are growing. They are probably more than a hundred out of the 194 uh, tertiary institutions. So, um, with these ones growing, who should take the lead? And what what, what should be those attracting? Uh, what what should, what should be the uh, the attraction of, of Nigeria's education system to have more people come? Yeah, uh, basically, uh, education is a global problem. It is. Yeah, as we speak. Yes. Um, the question we should be asking really is what quality of education does Nigeria have to offer the world? That is what will determine you know, whether it will be attractive or not. We are in an information age, okay, where technology you know, is in the front seat, okay, driving uh, you know, uh, development. Okay, I was still saying the country you don't even have electricity. <laughs> okay, so 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 I think the government needs to um, set its priorities, you know, you know, right. Government because I mean government designed the policies. Okay, so what brand, what quality of education do we have as a country? That is actually the question. If you look at the global ranking of universities, are you talking about our curriculum or our facilities? right from the curriculum the funding and uh, yeah and, and of course the, the focus of the education you know um so we just here uh, you know much of the education we do it's just to, uh, uh, to to memorize to, to to memorize and regurgitate okay and that gives you if you do that very well you say you are you're an a student i think i want okay? to bring your attention to something yeah but uh, now what, you know if you go to china the paradigm is different you understand it and the emphasis is what can you do with your hands? And what can you invent? There's a lot more. You get it? We're not talking about artificial intelligence. We're talking about robots taking over much of the things we do, you know, manually. 
you get it. So until those who are, you know, the policymakers, you mentioned something like the global trend and see how we can also adjust, you know, our education to fit. You mentioned you mentioned something like a technology. Yeah, just continue to be at the back, you know, in the back seats. You mentioned something about technology. Yes. Uh, can uh, Nigeria latch on to distance learning? Um, if you go online, there are a number of invitations you receive every day from yeah. universities abroad, inviting you to do their MBA program yeah. and uh, all of yeah. that. Of course, um, those who have the, the money are doing it. It's about, it's about fun. It's about can Nigeria latch on to that trend also? Because we have, for example, uh, some similar thing in Nigeria. We have an open university in Nigeria, and many people, Nigerians, are actually learning from yeah, sure. Sure. But can that be extended? Because this thing has economic implications. Of course. It has financial implications. In Nigeria, we food drag about so many things. You know, we just food drag, and in the process, we waste time. You know, we lose time, we lose money, we lose other resources. Okay, so like you already said, people can actually do online, you know, remotely learn, you know, from, from anywhere now. You Which we do, it. there are and seminars that are... What can people out there learn from us? That is it. What do we what have is, to what is, what is peculiar about... Why should I, why should I learn? So, so you look, you look at this the global ranking. In fact, I understand that, um, okay, you know, we often say that Nigerian uh, graduates, uh, even though the schools are not so good, learning, but when they do go out, they excel and all of that. Much yes. of it is actually willpower. You understand? Just willpower, the determination of these people is not necessarily a factor of, you know, the environment, the learning environment, or the way without that they have, you know, to that. No. You know, it's more of a factor of that willingness of the average, the can-do spirit of the average Nigerian, you know, to succeed. That is it. So just as we succeed abroad, you know, in our various professions and vocations, you know, I mean, you also see footballers, you know, thriving, you know, people who are not really, you know, could not have made, made it into the Super Eagles, for example. You know, um, yeah. if you look at the trend, yeah. if you uh, consider statistics from the 1970s, 1980s and early 1990s, you would see that there was a trend there. You have people like the Brits, yeah. the Britons. Yeah. You had the Indians, uh, Indians Americans, yeah. uh, people from uh, diverse backgrounds coming into Nigeria. Ooh, Germans, yeah. Germans, they were coming here. As of 1990, I can assure you there were people who came from the UK to study in uh, uh, institutions in Nigeria. I don't want to call institutions here, but there uh, are students who came to study. From, mm -hmm. And um, that is bordering uh, Lagos and Ogun State. There is this. Uh, what they do there is the is an African magic institution yeah. uh, that is run by some spiritualists, yeah. and in that, in that. Uh, people come from abroad to learn African uh, magic from that uh, traditional religion. You know, African traditional religion. Yeah. Yes, uh, those are not the things that you have on offer everywhere. Yeah, now, uh, whether that figure was captured, whether people like that are captured in this figure of 1,856, I don't know. Yeah. But there are many uh, uh, 
many things to learn about Nigeria that you have to come to Nigeria to learn. Are we not advertising those things? You mentioned something before we answer that question. Look at the picture. On the, on the... Yeah, we're seeing crowded lecture yes. lecture halls. <laughs> yeah, see that. as against the yeah as against the so that that goes to Yes, in an atmosphere like this, yeah, it will yeah. be difficult for a student to ask questions because it will be yeah, difficult for yeah, even yeah, a lecturer yeah, to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is crisis for, this for, is for the lecturer. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. but how are to situate the fact that education, like I said earlier, is now a global problem? It is, yeah. it is big business. It is big. We are still seeing it as a social um, uh, facility, so to say, here in Nigeria. I told you earlier that in 2013, um, the United States attracted $24 billion. Yes. Okay, through, you know, education, you know, uh, foreign students that came in. And it also supported 313,000 jobs. Okay? Hmm. Lecturers, more lecturers were employed more facilities, you know, classrooms or lecture theatres, you know, laboratories, libraries. So, so that is it. So until our policymakers in Nigeria start seeing education or what it is now, okay, they will continue to, uh, you know, full drag, you know, what is due lecturers, what is not due them. We should actually open up the space. We should open up the space. And, and, and there is a need. And, and create that room for competition, okay? We should start having specialized institutions now, specialized yeah. universities. Yeah. Okay, science and tech. Oh, okay, law. You know, okay, uh, you know, this university is very good. You know, uh, in this particular area, that that's what we, you know. We should, given our our population, given our size, we did a, story, a report two days ago where we said that uh, about half of the number of of, of uh, 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 students, you know, that. Uh, want to secure admission in universities about half of them don't get admitted okay and you agree with me that it's a factor of you know the carrying capacity of universities yeah. uh you know lecturers you know funding and all that uh, let, me, let me let me let me read a figure here a few figures um it says there are 437 foreign academic staff from a total of 5,604 academic staff in these institutions. Okay. Nigerian institutions. In Nigerian institutions. Yeah. Foreign students make up 0.18% in universities, 0.29% in polytechnics, and 0.04% in colleges of education. That is uh, Jega. Yeah, that, that, that's, that, that's what we're yeah, what, yeah, talking about. Yes. Uh, we're talking about 2019. Yes, so now, I'm sure that number has reduced, you know, uh, considerably, given uh, the insecurity challenge, you know, we are having in Nigeria now. So Jaga Jaga called for international internationalization of yeah. Nigerian universities. That is, more people should come. Yeah, uh, that has uh, um, 
the value of interaction you know about other people uh, is a kind of learning of course, of course. Uh, okay yeah. but um where do you think what what do you think the, the the country should do to make sure that there is more internationalization of nigerian education system what do you think we should do okay um before you go there i would like to mention that i am a beneficiary of uh nigeria's generosity and um not just generosity but nigeria's hospitality to students from other countries i'm talking about foreign students how much they are charged especially african when you talk about um, Nigeria uh, empowering the rest of Africa. You have uh, school fees when you go to Nigerian university. You have fees for local students. It's nationals, Nigerian nationals. You have ECOWAS fees, which is a bit different. You have OAU fees or African Union fees. Then you have uh, fees from uh, Asia, Latin America, which differ also. Then you have Europe and America. America. Yes, all of those fees are different but they are friendly yeah. they are friendly yeah. so that is an attraction yeah. to nigerian university yeah. now what other thing do you think nigeria should do to attract other students um, you before you fix insecurity yeah okay um he, he, just, he just mentioned insecurity yes that's that's that, that has to be fixed and again we should uh i think we should review our our curriculum so to say to and, and move towards um technology-driven uh, you know, study because as we are now the world is you know moving at a fast pace yeah. you know, towards uh, technology so government needs to this decision needs to you know harp on that and you know, mm-hmm. get to move towards technology basically yeah for me yeah he said it we need a surgery in our education system I can assure you that not up to half of our lecturers can even operate computers as we speak. Okay, that surgery needs to happen, you know, so that we migrate them from that manual, analog, you know, age old, you know, approach to teaching and learning, you know, to tech-driven system. All right. Thank you very much. Um, having international students come is actually an advantage, and it tells more to the world there about your system. So. We encourage that uh, instead of losing students to neighboring countries who want to have those students here, and uh, it, it gives uh, something about uh, it. Tells and, something and, about the system. Lastly, let me add this. We, yeah, quickly. We need to we need to engage in uh, uh, exchanges, international exchanges, so yes. that so that as people learn, they can come back, you know, and then impart knowledge on others. You make a point there, so that it can spread. Make it if, you fix our, if you fix our security challenges, all right. Uh, that's the much we can take today. Uh, all of you followers, thank you very much for being faithful, of being for being loyal to this program. Thanks to you, Isaac, for being here. Thanks, thanks Jerry, and thanks to our producers. Please be with us again uh, tomorrow for another edition, a proper edition of Money Radio. Until then, stay safe.
This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group. 